host Michael Horn. We got the All Pro defensive end, the active legend, the one and only Fred Dreyer. How do you do? Nice to be with all of you. Mike, uh, you turned your knob up there. Yeah, I got to turn my knob up. I'm up. I'm, my knob is up. Good, good knob. Uh, yeah, we're here, and uh, we really welcome everybody. It's uh, we're into our second week, I believe it is, of uh, entering into it of uh, Major League Baseball training. Camp. Yeah, spring training is going now. You've been watching those games, Fred? I've I've been watching them, and uh, it, it, lackluster is a great word. But uh, and it applies in most cases, and uh, you know, I like it when they uh, they overcover Kershaw's curveball. Yeah, Clayton had some problems in the first game. He gave up a couple of runs here in his second game, but the Dodgers eventually, I think, won their first game against. Is it the Cleveland Indians? Is it still? Are they? To me, it's the Cleveland Indians. Yeah. It's, and uh, uh, yeah, I like that the Cleveland Indian but logo, uh, but I think they're now known as the Guardians. Yeah, they are. What are they guarding? I don't know. The Galaxy. They're guarding the galaxy. Yeah, the guardians of the galaxy. I well, think you know that's something? the full name. You know, if you give these these officious executors the right amount of time, they'll rename everything in the world. Yeah, they will do it, and they've done it. Yeah. So we have uh, oh, who's Washington Redskins are no longer the, the yeah, Redskins. They should be. They should be the guardians too. Are they the, still the Washington football team? Because once you take name? Indians and turn them into non-Indians, you might can call them anything. Yeah. Well, I'm telling you, they got new names. It's the Cleveland Guardians. I'd be a little upset if I was in Cleveland and all my uh, as a kid I rooted for the Indians and then you. Yeah, I'm, I'm not doing it. I, you know, I know there's a lot of uh, play-by-play people like Charlie Stein here in L.A. who are who are wrestling with the term uh, guardian. Yeah, me too. And I'm saying, Charlie, step on the gas and just say, for the entire year, you're not going to address them as Guardians. You're going, they're going to be Indians. That's what they are. I would say the Guardians, formerly Indians, because you know it's going to slip when if you've been a baseball announcer for a while, you're going to come out there and have a problem. Well, anyway, he's going to have to go through treatment. We've got a lefty with us to join us today on the show. Pitcher. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Matt Young is here. He's going to be with us after Very the break. Very good. Yeah, he's Forward. going to give us all the scoop on the new CBA Forward. and what's going on in baseball. Yeah, collective bargaining agreement, former uh, Red Sox, Mariner, Los Angeles Dodger. He'll give us a look at spring training. Stay with us here as we continue in the Sports Lounge. Sports Lounge. I'm your host, Michael Horn. The star of our show is the all-pro defensive end, the acting legend, the one and only Mr. Fred Dreyer. Thanks so very much. Welcome back to the show, and uh, let's uh, let's get right into our guest, Mike. Well, well, let's get to our guest, but before we do, let's just say hi to a couple of the neighbors, because we'll be getting comments and questions for our guest here coming up on the show. And uh, we want to say hi to uh, Nikki from Nebraska. She says, hope you're doing well, Fred. I enjoy catching your show each week. Bruce is tuning in from New Mexico, and very he says, good. hi to all of us, and uh, he says it is showtime, and it is. Now, we do, as Fred mentioned, have um, a great guest here lined up uh, for you to uh, to talk to and um, and listen to. Matt Young is here, and uh, Matt is one of the great uh, baseball pitchers, a left-hander. You know, lefties are hard to come by on a baseball team. 
lefty became also what was known as a situational lefty, where you'd go to the bullpen, still do, and you bring in a left-hander to go up against a couple of uh, batters up there where you want to switch him around a little bit, and uh, he's he's one of the greats. And uh, this guy, he pitched a no-hitter that really he didn't get credit for. We're going to have to have him tell you that story. we gotta get, we got to go back and get him credit for it. Yeah, I'm, should we do that today? We'll see if we can do it. Yeah. He uh, was born in Pasadena, California, but um, he went to uh, UCLA, and uh, I wonder if he worked with Rod Dato over there. You think so? Wasn't Dato? He probably. Or was Dato USC? Yeah, well, he was USC. USC yeah. Boy, pardon that's a pardon big, me. That's, that's, that's a, a big, big problem. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> So apparently Matt didn't work with him. We'll ask Matt, though, and see if he worked with him or not. And um, he was drafted by the Seattle Mariners, played with the Mariners. Um, he had Tommy John surgery. He's got, we got a lot to played for Oakland, I think. He was with Oakland for a while, too. And um, uh, he, I think he played against the uh, Cleveland. Is it the Indians or the Guardians? It's, I can't remember. It's going to be the Cleveland uh, Guardians now. Is that, what it, is that the deal? Yeah, you can buy, whatever you want to call them. All right. So if we can, let's bring in the one and only, the great uh, Matt Young here, who's been standing by Matt. Uh, did you play for uh, Rod Dato? Oh, God. <laughs> oh, Welcome of to the show. <laughs> he, was, he was the other school. Yeah. Who was the coach at UCLA? They had some pretty good teams over there. Yeah, he had some very good teams. Uh, Gary Adams was. There you and go. Gary retired. Gary retired a few years ago, and now the coach is uh, John Savage, and he's doing a terrific job over at UCLA. Oh, beautiful! Well, how, hey, long, well, how long has uh, John been over there? Um, you know how you can't really remember time, but, but it's, it's been—it's over—it's over, it's over we, a decade. I mean, we know he's a good. Coach. Oh yeah, I, I would think it's about fourteen, fifteen years would be yeah. my guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's good. Time flies when you're having fun. Well, well, welcome to the show. We're glad to have you here on the broadcast with us. I don't know. Fred and I like to change seats when you come on the show. Usually I'm on the left of the screen. I, I move to the right when you're there. It's a nice way to that, that, put that this That threw together. me off just you a know, little bit. You, you, it did. You, well, you know what happened. What? That's, you know, they, they usually brought me in so I could... So I could uh, Flip the lineup. See, so I guess that's what I'm doing here. That's exactly yeah, what happened. Yeah. See, when when Fred and I, when we were up there before you were in there, we're like this, and I can look over at Fred this way, and then uh, when you come in, and I I got to switch around from the other side. I like it now. I think we should do this. Yeah. Uh, you do? You like that? Yeah, this is what we're going to do. Okay, so, so Matt, what do you think about spring training so far? What do you think about, as Fred mentioned, the CBA, the Collective Bargaining Agreement? It took us a while to get there. What's the deal? took us a while to get there but I, you know i think there's some things that are good i think uh i think probably in the end the players ended up gaining quite a bit more than the owners which is usually the case uh players are really really do a great job of sticking together yeah and uh and yeah the players association does a great job of negotiating for the players and each player um has a representative on the negotiating, but at least for the for the uh, Major League Baseball Players Association, and they usually pick about eight or nine guys to be on the negotiating committee. That really go into you go into the room with the with the lawyers, and you go face to face with the with the owners. Uh, yeah, I was I was part of that in the. I think it was nice. I forget what year it was, but it was in the late 80s. They're all running so together. I, all I, these years. I got to experience together. that. It's pretty interesting. 
Yeah, and they said that the owners were being, you know, real tough. They locked everybody out. There was no movement on this and that the owners were going to, no matter what, make sure that they didn't lower the number of years for free agency, and that did not happen. But it definitely seems now, looking at it, like the players got a little bit more than everybody thought they were going to get, correct? Yeah. You know, the owners, they had to, you, know, you have to give a little bit to the owners. You know, in the end, when you when you lock somebody out, you – the players are not, you know, obviously they're not making money, but the owners have certainly have a lot more to lose, especially the uh, the larger media markets like the New Yorks and the Los Angeleses, and you know the larger ones have a lot to lose. So they end up having the owners there end up having a lot more say. So I'm, I'm sure I'm sure they let the uh, the lesser media markets negotiate for a while, and then they come in and they say, okay. This has gone on long enough. Now, now at this point, at this point, we're going to um, start losing money. So get out of the way and let us finish this, these negotiations. Yeah, I, I I tend to agree with that. And some of the things that I liked about it, and, and Fred, you and I talked about this, the designated hitter rule is in the – I was against that for so many years in the National League, and now I'm 100% for it. I'm glad they balanced that out in both uh, in both leagues now. What's your thoughts on that, Matt Young? I, I think it's good. You know, it, it, it certainly gives the uh, – you know, when, when an American League team comes in to play a National League team in their league play – and which which they have a lot more of. I mean, when I was playing, we didn't have interleague play, so it wasn't. It really affected. It only affected teams when they got to the to the World Series. But um, you know, now you have well, you have so much crossover in, in the interleague play that it just only makes it fair. And I, you know, I, I think having an, having everybody playing by the same rules is. Yeah, there really was no reason for it. Yeah, and, and these guys in the American League will find out that it's just a little bit more difficult to uh, pitch. Nationally, yeah, I, I met nationally. It's a little bit more difficult to pitch to a lineup when you have nine nine real hitters up there. That's right, and eight hitters and, and a pitcher. That's, that's well, well, I liked the, the fact that that uh, the American League was doing it. They did it for a long time, and finally the National League joined in, and it solidifies everything. And 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 honestly, it's uh, it makes sense that if everybody does it, nobody wants to go up there and see an in that pitcher try to bunt three times and strike out. You know, <laughs> and, and and that's what they do. And uh, I I can't tell you, Matt, how many how many times I've just left the room guffawing over professional pitchers in the National League not knowing how to bunt. Not, not They stab at everything. They don't know what they're doing and they try to bunt the, the worst ball, which is the high ball going about 100 miles an hour. They try to get their bat up there to get down a perfect bunt. And uh, they screw it up every time. So I'm glad I don't have to watch that anymore. Uh, I mean, it's... it's, it's, it's the pitchers aren't the only ones that, that can't bunt. You see position players that yes, can't bunt. Yeah, that's that's exactly it, it, right. That, but that's all it, the it, that's it, that's all the it's analytics. Certainly though, isn't a lo- it? It's a, certainly a lost art. 
Yeah, let me ask you about that, Matt Young, because I heard a, an announcer talking during a spring training game saying, like, well, you know, they used to come to spring training to get ready. Now, because of uh, workout rooms and all this, they're ready, and they come in there just to kind of finally hone things down to get ready for the game. I think that's a bunch of hooey, because when I talked to the late, great Sparky Anderson, who was at an event one year, and he said, hey, in spring training, we used to have a day of sliding. We used to have a day of learning to bunt. We used to have a day of, you know, working the pickoff play. That's gone on from spring That's training baseball now. fundamentals. See, those are fundamental, and they're gone. Am I right, Matt Young? Uh, yeah, I, I, I've been out to spring training a while, but uh, yeah, I don't. I think they work best and less on it, and, and more on situational hitting and, and just getting guys just getting ready to open the season. Yeah, they got guys you know, in there. Guys, just... guys, guys now only get two or three at bats, and then then you have a. a you know, a minor leaguer coming in to play. Exactly. This guy knows what he's talking about. Let me tell you right here. Matt Young is our guest. Matt, hang in here with us. It's Michael Horn. It's Fred Dreyer. It's the Sports Lounge. We're here coming to you from, uh, well, everywhere. We're on Sirius XM. Uh, we're on the Sports Byline Radio, CRN Digital Talk Radio. And we'll be back with a lot more. Stay with us here in the Sports Lounge. Sports Lounge. Hey, look at that. Yeah, look at that. Fred and I changed seats again. Welcome back here in the Sports Lounge. We are on radio, as I mentioned, Sirius XM, Sports Byline Radio, uh, CRN Digital Talk Radio, and television. We're everywhere. We're on Facebook Live, on YouTube, on uh, CRNTalk.com, Roku, Twitter, Twitch, Tiki Live, Periscope, you name it, we're there, and we're glad to have you with us. And we got the chat room going on Facebook Live. If you got questions, comments, yep. you can talk to our, our buddy, our friend who is here with us. We love this guy, Matt Young, who is uh, one of the great pitchers. And no one, Matt, you were a situational lefty. They would bring you into a game for like one batter sometime just to kind of turn everybody around. Am I correct? Uh, you know, I did a little bit of both. Uh, my first three or four years, I, I was a starter. Right. Uh, then I think in 1986, we had a couple of relievers get hurt. And, you know, I just had an arm that kind of rebounded very well. So it was just natural that I went to the bullpen to. And yeah, I was a closer, and, and like you said, a situ- situational lefty to see if I could flip a lineup. You've done it all, and and before Fred's got a question about that. Before we get to it, tell our audience about the no hitter you pitched that you didn't get credit for. Oh sure, everybody brings that up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, pretty interesting. Um, it was my first start in. in uh, 1990, 1992, and it was in at the formerly known as Cleveland Indians. Now they're the Guardians. Oh, oh yeah. Um, uh, I just, you know what? I was throwing real well. I was a little bit of wild. I was, first batter of the game was Kenny Lofton. Everybody remembers him. Yep. Speedy outfielder. I, I walked him. He stole second, stole third. And... <laughs> Scored on a fly ball to right field, a sack fly. Then he came up again in the third inning. I walked him again. <laughs> he stole second, stole third, and he scored on a ground ball to short. Wow! Uh, 
up, I think I ended up walking five or six guys. And did they all score? No. They, <laughs> oh no. No, no, just just Kenny no, just twice. And it, I didn't even feel like a no hitter. You know, I finished. I finished the game in the bottom of the eighth, and we we were we went to bat in the bottom in the top of the ninth and didn't score, and we we ended up losing two to one. So I didn't get credit for it because I didn't pitch the bottom of the ninth, but the game was over. And so you had this uh, no hitter. You were on the visiting team, so you didn't pitch the ninth inning. They didn't give you the credit. I think you sent the ball to the Hall of Fame, though, didn't you? Well, the Hall of Fame Hall of Fame recognizes it. Yeah. And yeah, they they asked for my hat and the ball, and a signature. And, and I am I'm in the Hall of Fame room. I love with, it. And uh, you know, for the, for the no hitters, the no hitter room in the Hall of Fame. So and, somebody recognized it. And, and, and you know, and more importantly, at the time, my mother recognized it. That's that that's the most, the most important. important thing. Thing. That's <laughs> it. You're, that and your dog, your dog and your mom. That's true. <laughs> and didn't you also? Weren't you involved in a, the lowest scoring doubleheader? You and Roger Clemens when you were with uh, Boston. It's it's it was that same day. That was a doubleheader. First game of a doubleheader, and uh, in the second game, Roger Clemens threw a two hitter, a two hit shutout. So Roger and I combined for the least amount of hits ever given up in a doubleheader in baseball history. Unbelievable. Huh. Two. And, you know, it's probably a record that will will stick around for a long time because they just don't have doubleheaders anymore, you know, unless they're forced to with rain out. I think they're going to have so, some this year, they're saying, to make up some games. They're going to do some, some doubleheaders. Yeah, they're going to have to have some. Now, I'll take my chances on t- giving up two hits. So. Whatever happened to that guy, Roger Clemens? I never heard of him. Well, I just, you know, guess what? I just spent uh, just spent a week with him a couple of weeks ago up in beautiful Sedona. Wow, that's nice. He and his he and his lovely wife Debbie and my wife Sue and I were up there, and we went up there to golf, but uh, it, it snowed for two days. Oh my so. gosh! <laughs> Now spring training's going on there, but not in Sedona. It's down in Phoenix. Yeah. Now you had questions about that, yeah. Fred. Hey, about hey, hey the Matt, I, I'm gonna, uh, they, 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 I believe they just reinstated the the new addition of putting a man on second base to start the tenth inning on on, on a game that's tied up. Is, 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 I think it's still there for 2022. I think it's there for this year coming up. I thought it was missing, but yeah. it's there. No, but they they're they're, they're going to keep it for this year. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, uh, just to, to to assess it again, you know, they're trying to do anything they can to speed up the games. You know, baseball has gotten, God, it's just gotten to be. Well, how does that do? Just a normal how, games, a three and a half hour game. How does that? How does that speed the game action. up? I don't understand well, how that speeds the game up by because you'll never see another 20, 20 inning game. You know, odds are somebody's going to score in the first three or four. But isn't that unfair? Doesn't it? Matt, isn't it unfair? The team, in this case, the visiting team, gets the first chance at a runner at, at second, and if the pitcher gets a little nervous, they score the run. You're going in an advantage as a run ahead in the bottom of the inning. Is you're giving them a run? Well, don't put a nervous pitcher in. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't get, the, I don't get, I don't get the uh, put a pitch time on it. You got to throw the ball within a certain amount of time, fifteen seconds. That's it. Everybody, if you don't do it, the the guy goes to first base. Or oh so. It's an automatic it's walk. That's good. But but yeah, I, 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 you, you know I the one thing, pitch, Matt, that I they won't a, do. I think a pitch, I think a pitch clock is good, uh, but I think the most important thing or the biggest thing they could do to speed up the game is is. Give us a consistent strike down and call a strike a strike. Yeah, you, you know, see a lot of mistakes. You know, in the rule book, it, 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 well, in the rule book, it's from the bottom of the knees to the uh, armpit. Well, there's one there's one change they could do that they'll never ever do that they used to do, and that is uh, 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 commercials. You oh, know, yeah. well, they're not going to change that. They're not going to change that. The game used to be. I watched on on uh, you know the big screen here the other day. Uh, now that you're home, now that they've mandated that you, you got to stay in your house for the next thirty years of your life, I watched this. Uh, uh, I, I watched a replay of of uh, any game in the '60s and in, in the '70s, and Bob Gibson's pitching to the uh, to the Dodgers in St. Louis on the mound that's six inches taller than it is now, and. Uh, yep. The game lasts uh, two hours and ten minutes. That's it. Well, why? What's the? What was the? Uh, what was the curriculum? What was? What was the? Uh, uh, the reason that only lasted two hours and Colfax ten minutes? Because Colfax and and, and uh, Gibson used to throw the ball they, right away. They used to throw the ball right away, and uh, uh, they had the commercials that lasted only uh, enough time A minute, to satisfy it? the commercial people, and 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 then you wind up now getting. Uh, uh, you know, a, a a delay of game if you go out there too too long to talk to anybody. The other thing is, is that they bring. You mentioned situational. You were a situational guy. Well, you know, everybody, Later on, yeah. everybody that comes in, like Tommy Lasorda, from what I remember, would would bring some guy in for one batter. And, and then he'd come back out again and get rid of that guy, and then bring another guy in for the next batter. And uh, you can't do that anymore. Because of no, the, you have to face. I believe you have to three. face three batters. You have to now. That's still in there. Batters, so that that rule is still yeah, in there. So if I, you bring you in, you got to pitch to three guys. You know, the other thing they can do is you know now now these guys because of situational pitching, you know now these guys are carrying twelve and thirteen pitchers. So you know if you've got seven guys in the bullpen. You, you can do a lot of manipulating with your pitchers, and every time you change pitchers, it, it, it you know, you, you add another five minutes to the game. Well, you, know, you change seven pitches, it's, it's 35 minutes that that is the game. But I still think the biggest thing is is calling a strike a strike, not necessarily expanding the strike zone, but but using the rule, the actual rules that are there, and calling a strike a strike. And what what would happen? Is you won't have these guys just going up there taking, 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 and, and now they're going. Uh oh, it's guys just go to that. 
Because yeah. Well, they they kind of watch the count a little bit. Well, move your head around a little bit. Your cell phone is uh, is wiping out there a little bit. So here's the deal with this new agreement, and it's already been ratified by the players. The owners have to do it. The rosters are going to expand from 26 to 28 uh, uh, members there from April 7th through May 1st when the season starts. And they're going to allow you the um, they're going to you can have as many pitchers as you want to carry in April. This is amazing. You could have a whole separate team bus of pitchers because the teams the rosters because it's they've shortened spring training so they're going to allow the teams to carry as many pitchers as they need but they'll be restricted to 13 beginning may 2nd this is terrible what do you think of that one matt i think matt? it's terrible matt young uh, you're breaking up a little bit move your head around a little bit you're breaking up a little bit on the freeway on the broadcast right? step step out of the freeway how are we doing that yeah you're, you're a little better now Yeah, it does promote pitching changes. That's that's the deal with this. That's it. You're breaking up a little bit, Matt. We're going to take a quick break to move around the house a little bit there. Get into front of another window there. We'll get you another cell phone over there. And they should use all cell phones over there when they call to the bullpen. What do you think? Take out the disconnect lines over there and use cell phones. He's pretty good, too. All right, it's uh, Michael Horn. It's Fred Dreyer. This is the Sports Lounge. We're here coming at you every week at this time on Sirius XM Sports Byline, CRN Digital Talk Radio. Don't forget you can email Fred Dreyer. We'll get to your emails here in just a minute. Fred Dreyer at crntalk.com. Fred Dreyer, D-R-Y-E-R at CRN Talk, T-A-L-K. Dot com and he'll get that message and we'll get to some of your emails as well too. Stay with us. The Sports Lounge continues. It's the Competition Radio Network. Are we the Championship Radio Network, Fred? Championship. Championship. Radio Thank you so much. And we're back here. Here's truly Michael Horn, along with Fred Dreyer, the all-pro defensive end. We call him the Sultan. Sultan of safeties, two safeties in one game in the same quarter. And the all-pro defensive end, the acting legend. From it's still an Hunter. amazing feat, Mike. It really is. It really is. And our guest, the amazing uh, Matt Young, is with us. And uh, one of the great lefties of all time. Starter, reliever, situational lefty, you name it. Designated hitter, for all I know. And uh, i got to ask you guys a couple of questions. First off, announcer-wise, the Dodgers, uh, we broadcast from Hollywood, California. The Dodgers have added a bunch of new announcers. They got Eric Karros in there. They got, uh, you know, uh, they, uh, it's so many guys that they've added now. They got about five new announcers on the team. And so I'm wondering why that is. And have you, do you, uh, you realize that uh, Joe Buck has left Fox? He has now gone over. He's going to be on ESPN to do Monday Night Football with Troy Aikman. Yeah, I knew that. So that means Joe Buck has gone from the baseball broadcast because he's no longer with Fox. Right. That means Joe Davis may be elevated up. So I think the Dodgers are stocking up on announcers. Maybe they'll bring Vin Scully back. What do you think, Matt? <laughs> That'd be a great idea. There's nothing better than, for nostalgic reasons, going back and listening to the greatest announcer in baseball history. 
Yeah, it's actually and Mike Tirico is going to be doing Sunday night football because uh, uh, we've got uh, changes there on that broadcast team. Chris Collingsworth will still be there, uh, but uh, but Amazon is now uh, uh, making the move into Thursday night game. So uh, this is uh, there's a lot of interesting things that are going on. Here's the, the thought: This escaped me. Did either of you guys see what they called the Manning cast? Do you know what the Manning cast is? No. Apparently, no. it escaped me. They did a. Uh, uh, they did a, a trial with Peyton and Eli Manning in the broadcast booth, not necessarily calling the action of the game. Instead, they were just talking about the game. And so they're thinking this may be the new way that the announcer will go. They just kind of sit back like you would at your pal's house, Fred Dreyer, you and Matt Young, discussing the game, and it becomes the Young and Dreyer cast. They've been doing that all last year. Yeah, but not. they always have a play-by-play guy there. Yeah, I you know I watched that a couple of times. It just to me it didn't uh, didn't tickle my fancy. Yeah, so I think uh, I think you lose I think you lose some continuity in the play by play of the game. Right. But you know I, I think I think anything you could do to 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 make it a little bit more entertaining for the fans. Yeah, Al was, Michaels is getting the big deal at Amazon. He's going to be doing the uh, the football games on, uh, what is it, uh, Thursday nights now Thursday. on on, uh, on Amazon. So he's leaving Chris Collingsworth, Mike Tirico coming over. There's I, a lot of changes going I on. I miss uh, 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 Howard Cosell. Can we bring him the, back? The format of three people in the booth, a straight man and Frank, and then having uh, two people like Dandy Don and Howard was perfect. Yeah. And and it was glib. It was funny. And they uh, you got to see the game. And, uh, and they're trying to repeat that, but they don't have the cast of characters to choose from. Yeah, I think that's absolutely right. I think that really is. Hey, a couple of things here. Baseball-wise, any teams strike you as uh, both of you, Fred and uh, Fred Dreyer, and, uh, of course, our, our guest, Matt Young. Any uh, So far in spring training, anybody look like the team to beat so far this year? Anything pop at you? Matt, well, if you, how about if you? you? If you look at the Dodgers lineup, it's, you know, they're, they're pretty, pretty ferocious from top to bottom. What about pitching uh, on the Dodgers? Is- well, you know they have enough pitchers. It's just uh, you know who th- who throws well and, and and avoiding injuries like like any season and any sport. How about the Mets with their staff now with Jacob Degrom? Was Degrom was over there? He was like uh, they striking out three or four guys in spring training in a row. He was looking pretty good, and you got Max uh, uh, Max Scherzer out there too. That could be a good one-two punch. Uh, well, definitely the definitely the most. Of- Effective pitchers, um, you know, New York Mets seem to go out and get it, but I didn't see where they went and got uh, very much hitting to to counterbalance the the pitching. There you go, Fred. Your thoughts? Well, it, this is what uh, uh, four, four, what four games, four preseason games into the yeah, season. I'm, I'm making my predictions, and uh, you you want people to choose the winner yeah. of the World Series? Yes. Well, I, I'll pick the Dodgers, and uh, I'll pick uh, the Yankees to be uh, in the World Series. And by the way, there's a rule that only is going to benefit probably the Angels, where now, since there's a designated hitter rule in each league, if you are a a pitcher and you're also batting and they take the pitcher out of the game, replacement put him in, but he's still the designated hitter, he stays in the game as a designated hitter. Oh, that must be the, the new Otani rule. The Otani, the Otani rule. 
is there. That's a good one there. Uh, is there. And uh, what about, do you think the Dodgers, if the league gets through with their investigation, will allow Trevor Bauer to get out there and pitch the last year of his contract there, yeah, Matt? Yeah, I think he should bring, I think he should I, I think pitch. he should not only pitch, but he should introduce us to his girlfriend. Would you stop for just a <laughs> I want her. I want her side of the story is what I want. That's what I want. Yeah, well, apparently the yeah, authorities. You're, you're terrible. You're terrible. Frank. The authorities heard it. They didn't press know. charges, so I think he should be able to pitch. You know, they took they took what nine months to make a decision I know. On, on whether to charge him or not, and they didn't. You know, in the end, they didn't charge him, um, even with all the the high profile uh, news that they had. Yeah. That tells that that tells me they didn't have very much. Exactly, and the Dodgers are paying the salary, and they can't use the pitcher. Hey, I'm a fan out there. I know the Dodgers think they got to be lily white and clean and wonderful and do all these things that are perfect. Get Trevor Bauer out there and pitch. We need somebody in the starting rotation. Yeah, let me ask you: Did you hear anything, Matt, about uh, about uh, the popularity of uh, of Trevor Bauer not being very good, and the Do- and the Dodgers looking for now that this uh, situation arose where, uh, you know, he's supposedly uh, pounded this uh, girl silly on several occasions, did did the team uh, reject him? Did they stand behind him? What was the what was the deal there? Do you well, know? I'm sure at the I'm sure at the time, you know, I did hear that there were a couple of guys, a couple other pitchers or players in the uh, in the locker room that uh, didn't take too kindly to it and, and kind of shunned him. But uh, from what I understand and from what I read, that uh, you know the video or the the pictures that she put up on the internet. Um, he did not leave his house looking like that. That was that was a staged. From what I understand, it was something that was staged yeah. after she left to try and try and get the hook in him. I think you got to look at both sides of this thing. And this woman had a history of doing it with other players, and it wasn't reported as this. And so I'm saying, if the authorities investigated, and I'm for a full investigation, impartial study it, and they can't pin anything on Trevor Bauer, then why is he sitting there not able to pitch? And why do the Dodgers can't use him? It's just get him out there. Well, they're not. They're not. I don't believe they're waiting. For for a, uh, a verdict of but, criminality, well, they're for Major League Baseball uh, we, to finish their this investigation. This is all about this is all about uh, Major League Baseball yeah. slowing this thing down so they can get out from under it. That's it. Yeah, it's it, you know it's just you know unfortunately for Trevor Bauer, obviously something did happen, but but it's not enough to rise to, for to be charged criminally. But it's just for Major League Baseball, they have to do. You know they have to do their own internal investigation, and it's just uh, you know they have to decide what what the optics are going to look like. You know that's it. You know, where, where to draw the line? That's true. Matt Young is our guest here. Matt Young is our guest here in the Sports Lounge. Carlos Correa signs with uh, you know the Twins. It looks like Dusty Baker is going to be able to actually build a team there in Houston now that he's getting rid of most of the cheaters. Well, get he, rid of them all. He's getting all of his drums. Uh, get the, uh, the trash cans. Uh, all the trash cans. He's getting them donated. Yeah, and the Houston cheater Jose Altuve is still on the team. There's he's still wired up. No I don't more know. trash. No more trash cans in the dugout. No more. That's it. Hey, Matty Matt, thanks for being with us. We love you here. Come back on the show again, will you? 
Fred, Mike, it's always a pleasure, and look forward to doing this again sometime. Thanks, Matt. We'll the see great you soon. Matt Young is uh, one of the all-time best, and we love him, and uh, I'm glad that he's uh, on the air with us here doing his thing, and it, it makes for a, a good, fun time to have Matty Matt with us. All right, so, Fred, we got some. Uh, we should go to some email here a little bit if we can well, okay. in the remaining time that we have All here. Right. So uh, a lot of pictures we got to look at this year. People are going to make some comebacks or whatever, but i got to find my – my letters here first before we can continue with the thing. So anything else you want to talk about? Uh, not recently, no. No? Nothing recent. Yeah. I don't have anything recent. So we've got uh, got a lot of people that are sending letters in from time to time. And for some reason, I don't have the letter. Oh, here I do. I have them right now. So we got some fan mail coming in for you. And we got a note from Don. He says, and he may be your PR guy, Fred. He says, uh, Fred Dreyer. He's talking about you here. One of the many great defensive ends for the Rams, drafted by the Giants and traded to L.A. He's the only NFL player to score two safeties in one game, was the NFL sacks leader in 1974, became an actor starring in the TV show Hunter. He's in the Aztecs Hall of Fame in 1988. Yeah, well, that's, that's, that's what he said That's well known. That is well known. That is well known. Justin says uh, that uh, there's a great uh, photo of you and Stephanie Miller. I don't know if we have that one. Stephanie Miller? I mean, Stephanie. That was Jason Muller is here with us. Yeah, there you go. There's uh, you and Stephanie on this picture. We've got, uh, I don't believe we have it up here. Uh, No, we don't. Okay, so never mind. Uh, We'll get into some. We do have pictures here, though, from Pam, who's our kind of our... uh, uh, historian here of the uh, the Hunter show, and uh, she said Hunter made its debut, and you correct me if, if she's wrong here, in September of 1984, and it was up against Dallas, an established TV show, so the ratings were low. But Stephen Cannell knew it was too good to be canceled, so he invited Brandon Tartikoff from uh, NBC, then president there, to a private screening of the yet the unaired episode, The Snow Queen, and Mr. Tartikoff was indeed impressed and decided to put the series on hiatus until a better time slot could be found. Is that true? That's all true. And yeah. so you moved to Saturday nights yeah. on May 23rd of 1985. Snow Queen Part 1 was shown. Part 2 was shown. The next week, ratings dramatically improved. And what were you on, eight years, something like that? Yeah, but they uh, they had a um, uh, a real problem. They had to wait for the, the schedule to clear around so they could move us away from Friday night to Saturday. They were looking for something for Saturday, and, they, and Steve Cannell says, just put this on. You'll own the night. That's it. And that's what they did, and uh, uh, it was, uh, you know, the rest is news, history. You and the lovely Stephanie Kramer here. Here's you and a, a picture that we have. We'll post it at our website, uh, the Sports Lounge with Fred Dreyer, and you can take a look at that. And then we've got a picture of uh, Miss Stephanie there. there also, is. you did a good job. And yep. they said in the story here, Snow Queen, uh, it had guest stars like Dennis Franz, Dennis Farina was there, mm-hmm. uh, Alicia Naff was there. And uh, in the story, apparently, Stephanie's character goes undercover as a, as a, it's showcasing her singing talent. And she sang, and apparently it's been edited out of the the shows now and on the DVDs, but you can still well, see it on YouTube. I, well, I believe that's due to originally it was it was due to uh, commercialization, and uh, the, uh, the I didn't know that they had taken her her uh, her piece there that she had done yeah. and pulled it out 
for uh, copyright. It was a copyright well, it issue. Is what was says, that what it says? That's said? what it says. Yeah, copyright issues. Oh. Her singing has been edited on the DVD and the syndicated hundred episodes, but the original is on YouTube, and you can see it there as well too. Uh, looks like uh, is that Dennis Farina there uh, taking pulling? Uh, yeah, that's t- taking. That was done in. off the off. That was done near the freeway off ramp. They just pulled the trucks over and they jumped out and they did this shot. That's amazing. Yeah, there you guys are having some fun there. Looks like you're eating uh, instead of having a cocktail, you're having some apple juice. I think this was a shot from the from the show uh, Night on Bald Mountain. Oh, is that what it was? I think that's what it was. And finally, here's Justin's photograph of you and Stephanie here, and we'll post that up there. Looks like she's sitting in your lap, for gosh sakes. Was well, this... I hope so. We're going to take a little break. I have to rest up on yeah. that one. Yeah, yeah. We'll come back with more here. It is the Sports Lounge. I'm Michael Horn, along with the one and only Fred Dreyer. Email Fred, Fred Dreyer at crntalk.com. We are back in the Sports Lounge. I'm Michael Horn, along with the one and only star of our show, the all-pro defensive end, the acting legend, Mr. Fred Dreyer. Fred Dreyer at crntalk.com for your emails to be answered. Brad says, I used to watch Hunter with my dad. You were the best. Oh, thank you very much. You and Dad had a great uh, a great sharing moment of, of youth and maturity. There you have it. Kathy said she's on vacation, says hello to us from Las Vegas, where she's probably... Uh, I'm putting on, going on a roll oh, yeah, there, stay, one of the tables. Stay away from the uh, crap tables there. Mr. Camper says, all I can say is thank you, sir, for being an example of excellence and moral character, always being the good sport and encouraging others. Most of all, thank you for being part of my Rams. I have already entered you into my Hall of Fame. Well, thanks very much. We have a lot of fan, uh, Ram fans that have suddenly popped to the surface because yeah. of their victory in the Super Bowl. So uh, congratulations on your end. Now, now Joseph is confused. He says, uh, anytime I see Hunter trending, I'm thinking it's your show that's trending, not Hunter Biden. That's right. Hashtag Hunter. I'm I'm getting a slop over, you know, so (laughs) that's... uh, You don't even own a laptop. I don't want a laptop. I know you don't. (laughs) Look on your face. What do I want a laptop for? By the way, uh, Fred's on Cameo if you want to try to Get him to sign some stuff for you. Well, I, I'm, we're in the process of getting it up, get, it, getting it up and running. Yeah. I should know tomorrow. And uh, nasty Mike said, blah, 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 the little uh, the stuff there. He says, if Hunter is trending, it had better be about you and Stephanie Kramer. So a couple of people worrying about Hunter trend. Uh, they all think it's you. Yeah. You're the real Hunter out there. Let me tell you, not Biden. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, at least I'm the sober one. Hey, there you have it. That's our show. We want to thank you all for tuning in. We're here every week at this time. Coming soon, more episodes, more days during the week. We're working on that for you. We'll have something to talk about here in the next month. So uh, be ready for that. And uh, if you miss anything, don't forget, follow Fred on Twitter. Uh, Fred underscore Dreyer, D-R-Y-E-R, on Facebook. He's at uh, Facebook.com forward slash The Real Fred Dreyer. And email him, Fred Dreyer, D-R-Y-E-R, at crntalk.com. Final thoughts from you, Fred Dry. Yeah, your head is so tiny. It's sitting really low in the frame. In the frame here. Yeah, well, you got all the lights yeah. on you. Yeah, yeah, but it looks really odd. You should do something about the size of your head. I'll inflate well. it next week. Thank yeah. you, Fred. Thank you.